Think Fit, Be Fit, Effective Thinking for Potent Workouts. Think Fit, Be Fit is dedicated to creating a new conversation about your exercise. Our podcast helps to uncover how the fitness industry has misled us. And it will show you that if you believe in your ability to improve your body through exercise, you don't need to rely on diluted or shallow information. From there, you can then educate yourself about the thing you are trying to change, your body. Then by engaging in a process of self-mastery, you will discover the secrets of exercise. My name is Jen Schwartz. I'm the founder of Think Fit Be Fit podcast. As a full-time muscle activation technique specialist, strength and conditioning coach, and detail-oriented personal trainer, I developed this podcast to help ensure that your time in the gym is well spent and that you have the power of enhancing your exercise with effective thinking. This podcast is an educational resource designed for those who have overcome injury and want to stay healthy in the gym. I have seen miraculous changes in my clients, pain, discomfort, and their training progress by working on the health of their neuromuscular system. This podcast uncovers the tools that I have used repeatedly to help my clients consistently exercise without pain. If you are a person who has an injury, is unsatisfied with rehab, or has consistent struggles with staying on track with your training programs, you'll want to subscribe. And also if you're a trainer, a teacher, or a student that is looking to understand exercise science and apply it to a training thought process, you'll definitely want to subscribe. Please go to the iTunes store to subscribe and let other people know you are learning from this podcast with a review. You can find out more about my daily practices and tips on Instagram and Facebook at impact underscore your underscore fitness and sign up for the newsletter at impactyourfitness.net slash podcast. If you don't like something on the podcast, please reach out to me and let me know how I can improve it at Jen at impactyourfitness.net. This is an episode of Lab of Me. Exercise doesn't feel quite right is what I titled it because it is something that I've dealt with and that hundreds of people that I've met have dealt with. Whether it is small talk uh, over cocktails or in my office in the professional sense, this topic comes up so much. And um, so we're, I'm going to try and accomplish a lot in this episode. It is meaty and full of some personal experience and reflections. I've been meditating hard in the new year because that's, that was one of the goals that I set out. I actually started before January 1st. It is... January 13th as I'm recording this and I've meditated 17 days in a row. Uh, My goal is 40 days in a row. It has become one of the best parts of my day so I don't see it stopping at 40. So what I'm going to try to accomplish today is bring some of that reflection that I've been experiencing through exercise and answering the question, exercise doesn't feel quite right, what do I do? 
so first of all, like I said, it happens all the time, especially in my world. And I have to make people aware of the possibility that joints that have damage, wear tear, uh, previous injuries, you can also have those and have no pain present. It is a possibility. So register that. Um, and if you just need to sit with that and turn off the podcast, you might have to do that because it's a big one to swallow. So many people have like an identity around pain and what hurts. Um, let's not get into that. I, <laughs> I also um, am going to cover concepts and strategies that I've used with my clients and um, just hundreds of them to, pre- to progress beyond the stage of exercise doesn't feel quite right. The functional how-to piece of solving this mystery will also be shared. You'll also have to check the gram for the visuals to help with this. <clears throat> okay, look, all of this, all of the progress that I've made has come from just even asking the question, like, why doesn't the exercise feel right? Um, as you know, squats were our part of the mission this year, um, and it took me out of my comfort zone. I was uncomfortable for a lot of moments during this journey, and I was even shocking my comfort zone, I would say, in um, at multiple points during this. So I, I just wanted to make it a lab of me so I can share that like how I was poking at my fears and the strategies that I've used and that I've used with clients. So it's part um, anecdotal stuff going on here and then um, there's a lot uh, there's a lot of meaty information on the strategies and the science and I'm gonna start just talking through that. I think a good place to really start this is being aware of the possibility that joints have damage and you can experience no pain it's it's so important to have that shift and when I walk people through this it's already unsaid that they have some belief in their body um, that it can get to that point where there's no pain and because they're coming into me for muscle activation techniques, and I've set it up uh, my practice to bring in and accept new clients that are on that page. We don't need to have a huge in-depth discussion on the fact that change is possible because they're walking through my door and if they believe in their body like I'm on board like I will do whatever that I is in my power to help them and I didn't realize how much I needed to have that conversation with myself so if you've been listening um I'll give a just a apology I'm just gonna run through this real quick both I've had so many knee injuries from soccer and skiing and when I was younger and both both of those sports and me being pretty rebellious with my body, uh, I 
sustained multiple ligament injuries. I have arthritis and had arthritis early onset when I was 25. I'm 36 now. The the conversation I didn't have with myself, like I knew that I could feel better because that's what turned me on to muscle activation techniques in the first place. However, I didn't have the conversation that like I could do a pretty intense exercise and push beyond what I was doing. And I'll say like most of my experience in the training world has been through the lens of strength and conditioning because of my experience with coaching soccer. I started coaching soccer in 2009, so we're coming up on that 10-year anniversary this spring, so that's now. Spring in soccer is January <laughs> through the end of May. Um, and I was in a place that had, uh, I, was, I was teaching strength and conditioning, so a lot of my workouts for myself revolved around athletic type of movement and more neurological strength and power development, but I was not using squats, cleans. I was definitely using deadlifts and strength training and single leg squats, but and a lot of, I just said strength training. I'll just leave it at that. Can sport, agility training, sport training, kettlebells, and that world is not the same as Olympic lifting and using the barbell as the main tool to push you out of your comfort zone. So in other words, the past like nine years, eight years, I was really in my comfort zone. I wasn't pushing myself outside of that unless it was, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think I was. I was very happy with where I was at. If I were pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, it was probably in the uh, maybe an outdoor activity type or going hiking or who knows. So when it came time for me to get uncomfortable, I also needed to solve this mystery of what, how am I going to remove my bias that is also based in some scientific thinking because that that type of thinking would really put someone on their high horse, and I was definitely there. So humbling myself was a big piece of this for my for me. And where that got me, and, and it's one of the strategies that I, I want you to adopt if you're in this position, and I want my clients to adopt, is that have to poke at our fears and this is part of the pain and injury cycle in the exercise sense but the curiosity to go outside of that realm and expand your mindfulness and my mindfulness and expand how you see these problems uh, in a systems type of thinking starts with poking at your fears listening to the intuition that's inside of you for internal resistance whether that be with a specific exercise like a squat <clears throat> or with uh, using a trainer or taking advice from other people these were all things I had to I really had to poke at and get better at and accept help 
Um, so outside of that fear, uh, I have mentioned in previous episodes that my mother died when I was 20, 20 years old. And as a result of that, this world of neuromuscular fitness and neuromuscular control of in that I found in muscle activation techniques was fascinating to me because I was able to control things. And then I was reinforcing this deep fear of loss. It has clouded my judgment of others for a long time and it has it didn't negatively impact my exercise. However, it did keep me in my comfort zone. So the context of my story and sharing this piece of improving exercise is, you know, it was through the squat technique. It was through collecting data, like telling the story through data. But what it's really about is poking at the fears that I had and listening to the internal resistance that I was experiencing. So let's get back, I mean, get back on track to this, you don't have to be in pain if you have joint damage. Joint damage, arthritis, old injuries doesn't have to equate to joint degradation, decline of the health of the joint, and pain. It doesn't have to. And we know this because of some so studies that are done with imaging, like MRIs, on folks, thousands of folks and people that have, ha- that have no symptoms, no pain. Listen to these numbers. This is crazy. People in their 20s, 75% had a disc bulge, and then out of all of 1,200 people that were scanned without symptoms, 87.6 of them had disc bulge in the neck. 75% of people in their 20s. That's insane. Um, Really, really throws out the paradigm that we know that pain is always around with joint damage. Another one is slap tear, which is a rotator cuff uh, tear. acronym it they found a 50 72 percent of people without symptoms aged 45 to 60 had one of these shoulder tears that was 53 people studied this one had 45 people with no symptoms aged 15 to 66 15 69 percent had signs of a labral tear in the hip. Whoa. All right, here's a knee. 43 had at least one meniscus abnormality, which is the joint cartilage of the knee. That was 44 of the people without symptoms. 43 of them had at least one abnormality in the knee. Whoa. That was ages 20 to 68. At 50 years old, 3,110 people without symptoms. 80% of them had a disc degeneration in their back. 36% of them had disc protrusion. 
80% at age 50 of 3,100 people. Okay. I also have a blog that I'm linking to that actually doesn't even have, it has very similar numbers, but like uh, I only reference one of those. So there's even more, like uh, there's, I have a pile of data to share with you. Hot. So yay, I guess if you like numbers, Um, but yeah, I, I don't have to talk anymore. The data just talk, just spoke that talking point for me, spread the word. Um, the other strategy or this piece of knowledge is something called brain smudging. And that is a concept uh, that David Butler uses in his pain science courses. And there's a YouTube link to that in the show notes. And the story behind that is essentially the brain reorganizes its memory and nerve functions around old injuries to continue to create pain. So essentially the brain creates pain and just the initial thought of pain and the area that's pain has the pain can create more pain and reinforce this like cycle of that. And so you're really like, stuck in the cycle of making yourself worse and more anxious okay that sucks so we need to get out of that uh, brain smudge it's a it's a reference to that memory of what has happened to the joint at maybe that caused some damage long ago a year ago 16 years ago uh, you just need to reimagine and rewire the pain circuits that's a huge component of what I do. And so I had to do that as well. Um, during the strength training process, I actually had some patellar tendon soreness when I was like a, a few days after doing heavy squats. And it was hard for me to, you know, lean into that and accept it. Not hard, but it was, it, it was, It was internal resistance. Like I had to work through that mentally. So uh, that's another one. Mm, There's and then there's two things that tangibly I need to share with you. So one and these are exercise pieces. All the stuff I've just mentioned is simply mindset strategies. So the functional pieces of this are build the pieces once once the muscle weakness and smudging has been identified. So no surprise, like I really am an advocate for and enjoy myself getting stronger piece by piece, like using the strength training machines, using uh, something called the non-grip balls, using very specific types of muscle stimulation with exercise. That's build the pieces. It's not rocket science it's not reinventing the wheel it is strength training and focusing while while you are strength training not zoning out and watching uh, the news or getting angry at the news that's on at the gym but it is finding music that helps you focus the other is called internal cue uh, movement pathways So that's a combination of active stretches and isometric exercises in a sequence. 
this is going to be my signature online service and product. <clears throat> it is something all of my clients get to communicate to their nervous system about the healthy exercise and that they want to engage in exercise that is stimulating and not annihilating to their system or their injuries, anything like that. So those are called, so we've got the exercise pieces, brain smudging, and the movement pathways. These are the things that I've used and the things I use consistently in my practice. And this all comes down to this other concept that I use in my business, which is experience the joy of progress. This is huge. And it's such a subtle shift. And it comes from tapping into emotional intelligence, tapping into your fears, your internal resistance. It is the belief and the ability to have emotions and therefore experiences. So exercise is not this annihilation onto your system through burpees or it's not. It's an experience and, ex and having the experience of progress and understanding that they are small, like progress comes in small packages and consistently counting the things that you would sometimes ignore is what it's about. So it's really about mindful movement. It is this ability that you get to instead of have to. When you have to exercise, you might come up with these superficial outcomes. Rachel and I talked about this multiple times, and I think it's worth repeating over and over again that having superficial outcomes is one part of fitness. And it should be a small part. The big part should be the training and the learning and the and being grateful for the fact that you can improve your body, that you can tap into your body's wisdom. There's a screenshot tweet that I am going to share with you, and it's on the gram. It's from Adam Robinson who is essentially the creator of the Princeton Review. <laughs> and needless to say, he's smart. He's written dozens of books on learning. And he, this is verbatim quote, listen up, the formula to master anything, <clears throat> whether athletic, social, self-mastery, okay, whether athletics, social, self-mastery skills, equals. So here is his formula. One, rehearsing, which is actually mindful effort, plus continual experimenting. Hmm. I think I, that's familiar, which is mindful adjusting efforts. So most important skill of all, mindfulness equals awareness, especially self-awareness. So thank you, Adam Robinson for sharing that because this is my gift. This is, I'm, I'm living proof of this. And so are my clients. So get on board. Exercise doesn't feel quite right. That's great. 
because what that is is a curiosity. It is the curiosity that brings you to asking the questions and tapping into your fears, whether they be just a little bit of anxiety or if it's big. Mine was big. I have found a lot of pride in my work and my own exercise programs and the fact that like I don't have pain associated with my knees and arthritis but I was in my comfort zone so I was this is it was just an effort to get out of my comfort zone and prove myself wrong and I also understand all the vanity and longevity benefits of exercise so I knew it was worth the risk I wanted a calculated risk and that's where this has led us that is the story we're not over yet obviously we're going to um, experience together more progress I'm programming tomorrow with a new coach his name's Evan on my squat progress Rachel's going to help me in the Olympic weightlifting but I've got to take this back squat up. I got to take it up a notch. I have to program. So taking that into the foresight of the next step of this journey, um, the insight that I have is not only from the podcast, but from meditation and talking through and reflecting on these, these, this progress that I've made. You know, strategy was really important, which is what the build the pieces are and movement pathways, patience and belief in my process, belief in my body, huge. Also something we have to talk about in the muscle activation technique sense. So I'm getting like very like chest breath, like stress breath right now because this is an exciting topic for me. Like I want you to come to this edge with me and energetically like that's what's coming out so excuse excuse the excitement in my voice it's exciting to be part of your process Um, and in hindsight again listening to that internal resistance which some say is the key to an insightful and productive life it's got me through some tough spots how many times did I have to I had to continue the set where I used to stop where my comfort zone was I used to stop exercising I was listening too keenly I and it was creating fear now I'm just on the edge of pushing through and then accomplishing one thing one rep at a time And these are the small things that add up to you enjoying your muscular butt and your fabulous deltoids and your new flexibility. These are the small things that add up. It happens one rep at a time. Um, And I'll just leave you guys with this. Like it's just plain silly to not tap into your own body's potential. It's the it's my belief that the skeleton, the nervous system, the immune system, skeleton meaning bones, it is tissue, it is, it changes all the time, that these systems <clears throat> have multiple redound healing capacities. They're built into them. 
and that they are incredibly resilient. We believe that because they are. All of this stuff and the resilience of these systems allow our skeletons to continue and our brains to continue moving despite the fact that multiple below-the-surface injuries can coexist with pain-free exercise and movement, whether that be a savage race, a jog, or cleans, deadlifts, or Pilates. doesn't matter. All of these things can coexist. So that's, you know, I'm wrapping up some nine years of experience now and 10 years of experience in the athletic world and the sports and the conditioning. Um, It's a lot of of tactical stuff. It's a lot of strategy. But when it comes down to it, it's your belief in your body. And uh, team, listen, I'm taking about six weeks off from the podcast so that I can write and get better at the process of podcasting. I've just started podcasting from my home. If you may even hear an echo because you know what? I'm not in Ted's studio and I don't know what I'm doing, truly. Uh, He's still going to clean all that audio up and post it for me. But um, as far as the recording goes, uh, I'm good. I'll get it. I'll get it. So I need to take six weeks off to write and focus and get it done. Um, If you want to get in touch with me, I've already left all my uh, contact info. I'm very open to that. And for... I've had a couple people come in for dorsavi and collecting data on their squats and their running. That is going to continue to happen. So get on my mailing list if you want to be a part of our treadmill testing, our squat testing in the Northern Virginia and D.C. area for your own process. Define your own process and use these education tools. So I can't wait to hear from you and have a nice month. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and comment, like, dislike. Just give me some feedback on Facebook and Instagram at impact underscore your underscore fitness.